Hello there listeners and you're very welcome back to My Life and Stories. Just a quick heads up before we begin, there's a mild internet disturbance two or three times in this episode. I promise it won't take away from the content whatsoever. So for now, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Absolutely thrilled to have this lady on My Life and Stories today. Makeup artist and businesswoman, amongst many things. Charlene Flanagan, you're very welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks very much, Maria. How are you? Good, good. Delighted to have you on this Monday morning. Oh, well, I'm absolutely honoured to be asked. I'm a big fan. <laughs> good, good. Likewise, Charlene, likewise. Look, we have a good bit to get through. Um, we'll get straight into it. Do you want to tell the listeners about your career path today and what got you into this industry? Oh, I can, of course. Um, so this, okay, so my story kind of is, it's a bit of a long-winded one, so I'll try and keep it as short and as to the point as possible. So I'm, my background is in makeup artistry. Um, I am a professional makeup artist for the last eight years, and I suppose more recent years I have specialized in bridal makeup. So I suppose that's kind of what I would be known for nationwide as being a bridal makeup artist. And then I'm also a makeup educator. So I do a lot of masterclasses and a lot of teaching around education of makeup and skincare and all things and makeup techniques. So I suppose to rewind you back to even when I was in school and and when I was deciding what career path I was going to do, like I really, really didn't know. Um, I sort of looked at the subjects that I was doing and all I really knew back then was that I always had this urge or this want to help people. So I actually decided to embark on a psychology journey. I applied for psychology, got it. Um, uh. I know, I know. Didn't it's know so this. <laughs> no, well, there is a little secret now for your little yeah. podcast. Um, <laughs> and I remember my career um, education teacher, you know, she was like, okay, you know, my mom and everybody was a little bit kind of skeptical. But all I knew was that I just had this drive, like just to help people, I suppose, growing up and kind of still to this day, I'm the sort of person that people kind of, they confide in. I just must have this sign on my head that people just <laughs> tell me their problems, you know, and I'm just a natural kind of problem solver as well. So I love helping people and I'm a real people pleaser, making people happy. So that was kind of where the psychology came out of. But lo and behold, went in, did the course, did a year and I just knew it wasn't for me. I was like, no, this isn't the way that I want to go. So I actually sat down and figured out, right, what am I going to do? What subjects did I enjoy in school? And I actually did a business honours degree instead. So fast forward, um, I came out of that business degree. I had met my now husband um, throughout that time. And I was always, always a huge makeup fan. And I had seen an advertisement for a course um, in Galway, actually, which was kind of unheard of, really, in the West. It was normally mm. Dublin or kind of big city. So I didn't have the money because I was literally just out of college and he actually gave me the money to start the course. He, and we were only going out with uh, each other, I'd say about nine months. And he was like, <laughs> he gave me something like two and a half thousand. I was like, am I one of these, like these cats who's going to that MTV, like, you know? Um, <laughs> Oh my but, God. Yeah, he, he really encouraged me and just said, look, go and do it. He said, you've been talking about it for as long as I've I've been with you. And he just said, look, you can pay me back when you make it big. Do you know, it was kind of a joke kind of at the yeah. time. So I did the course and absolutely loved it. And um, sort of afterwards, I kind of did a lot of self-training. I was working full time. So I didn't actually work in the makeup industry for about a year. 
after I did the course. I actually set up a Facebook page because I was working for a digital marketing agency at the time. And they had said, look, I think, you know, Facebook is just new. Let's see if we can actually use what you know and kind of almost like use me as a little bit of a guinea pig for social media to see kind of how these things work. So that's where the education side, I always felt like when I was, after I came out of the course, I was always looking for information. I was always looking, okay, what foundations do I put into my kit or what concealers or what, you know, just to kind of further enhance the learning. And it wasn't really that readily available. Um, and if it was, it was amazing makeup artists like Tara Anderson, who yeah. was across in Dublin. It was all people that lived in Dublin and in the big cities which had access to Brown, Thomas and Arnott's. And I was like, gosh, there's so much opportunity for the smaller pharmacies in the West of Ireland, which is which people in the West of Ireland know they're our hub. Like we go there for our birthday presents. We go there for our makeup. We go for our prescriptions. And there was lots of lovely brands at the time. And I actually said, right, OK, I'm going to try. And because the common thing that kept coming back was when I would recommend things, where can you get that, Charlene? Where can you get that? Yeah. So that's kind of where I started social media. And I think that's how it grew so much was because I took that education education side of it and I was giving people I was sharing my knowledge with them and um, it just really grew legs from there I always kind of thought outside the box a little bit and was like it was it always always came back to solving problems for women and like what were the common complaints that women had with makeup what didn't they understand or what was overwhelming them and I just tried to simplify it and that was Facebook and you know yourself now social media has changed an awful lot over the years yeah. it moved from Facebook to Snapchat. So I think Snapchat really was where I kind of made my name. Um, right. From a more national kind of a level. When I was on Facebook, it was very local. Um, and when I when I went on to Snapchat, then I, it just something changed. Um, there was a lovely little community um, when Snapchat first started. And, you know, everybody was really helping each other out. And then Instagram came along and it was like, oh, here's something new again. And so I suppose it has kind of evolved like over the years. I've kind of kept my fingers in all the pies, if you get me. Um, yeah. And I still keep all those platforms going. I even had a blog at one stage and um, you know there was lots of different things but education really was where it all came from um, and that's that's kind of my background and like it has I've just always Maria just kind of I suppose because I always worked full-time I worked full-time mm. for six years while doing the makeup artistry I was a mobile freelance makeup artist and I did it on Saturday mornings um, I worked Monday to Friday full time. And then on Saturday mornings, I used to actually go house to house and do people's makeups. And the whole freelance side of it was actually very unheard of as well. But I always felt that the people that really, really wanted their makeup done was maybe the mom that has two or three children. And if she was going to pick anything for, for going out anywhere, it was going to be her hair because that would have been all she would have had time for to get herself ready. So I used to just take that chore out of it and they used to love it. They used to just love the fact that the kids could be in the house and they could be sorting them out while getting yeah. their makeup done. And um, so I think it was just all those little things just making people feel better about themselves in those little ways just kind of is what really kind of grew my name and I just yeah. always always try to kind of bring it back to bring it back to that and I think I think that's kind of my story I don't know yeah. if I've told it but you're, yeah yeah you're in the game a long time you're probably one of the first ones um weren't you really um make um, in the last few years it's grown massively I had this conversation with Sarah Holleran when I had her on especially yeah. the last six years yeah um, definitely it was nearly always hair before that. 
Oh, 100%. Like if you if you did get your makeup done, like even back when I first started, people even getting a makeup artist for bridal was even quite unheard of. A lot of women either did it themselves or they went into their local town and had their beauty therapist do it for them. And makeup artistry definitely as a craft and as a career, because when I first started, actually another little story, I remember my mom, <laughs> a beauty therapist actually said to me, Charlene, like there's no money in it, you know? And she was like, it's very hard and blah, blah. And she was right at the time because Rewind 8 or even six years ago, it really wasn't a career. Like if you just said a makeup artist, unless you were on a counter in Brown Thomas, it really wasn't a career. And it was very, very hard. But Jesus, it has catapulted. So yeah, I sort of always kind of count my lucky stars even though I did put the work in, but back when I started, there wasn't as huge a saturation. But even still, Maria, still to this day, I tell young aspiring makeup artists, the trick is to be original. Mm -hmm. Like, don't copy what everybody else is doing. Um, You know, stay in your own lane. You know, there's room for absolutely everybody. But if you want to stand out from the crowd, then you got to be a little bit different. And that's sort of what I felt I did even back then. Um, because I wasn't the only makeup artist. I took great inspiration from so many YouTubers, um, girls that are still around on the scene. Um, but I always just say to girls, like, even though there's a saturation there, if you work hard and you be persistent with it and you make yourself just that little bit different, um, then I just always say there's room for everybody, you know, and yeah, it's just, it has changed an awful lot, but it's, yeah, it's a fantastic industry. I must say, um, I've enjoyed my whole experience through it and I'm just delighted to have made a career out of it because yeah. it was only three years ago that I actually went fully self-employed. Um, I, I worked full time for the first six years, run ragged, um, working seven days a week and um, just trying to do whatever I could just to grow the name and just grow the brand really. I think consistency is key, though, and you're very consistent with your, you know, your social media and keeping everything up to date. Yeah, yeah. Isn't exactly. that a big thing? Um, well, I think, yes, it's, that, that is definitely the big thing. You have to keep your face kind of to the front. Mm. Now, Charlene, I really want to ask you, because I haven't asked you this, you were recently featured on Maura and Dahi, and um, that was a massive <laughs> achievement. How, oh, how did that come so about? <laughs> how did that come about, yeah. was it? Yeah, um, it was basically just the producer um, emailed me and um, I have I wondered actually because like I had wondered at the time I had just got a collaboration with No Cosmetics um, where I launched what was called Charlene's Castile Collection with them. And I don't know, was it that collaboration um, that sort of maybe made them aware of who I was? Now, when I met the producer, she actually said no, that she had been following me for quite some time. And she, I suppose the way that the TV shows work is that they they kind of have different people that come in all the time. So they probably just have a list of people that they look to get through, you know, kind of over time. Um, But yeah, they just sent me an email and it was just so coincidental that it was during lockdown. I always maintained that it was my time um, because if it actually had been pre-lockdown, I probably wouldn't have been able to go, Maria, because I was just so busy um, pre-lockdown. So it all happened throughout the lockdown and COVID-19 and I had my letter to travel down to Cork and it was just absolutely amazing. Um, Really really enjoyable experience so different to what I'm normally used to um but I really enjoyed it and um yeah Maura and Dahi were just so funny like Dahi is an absolute character 
Maura is such a sweetheart. Like, it's just, um, it was really lovely. I was really privileged. And just week on week, I think it was three weeks I was on. I was just, every week they just kept saying, will you come back next week? And then the show actually ended for the summer. Um, so who knows, like, what could have happened. But I was just so privileged um, to have even been given the opportunity. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. And you came across so well, Charlene. Oh, so thank Everything you. professional. <laughs> if there was a lot of work now put into it behind yeah. the scenes. Like, you know, um, I definitely, you can't just go on. I think there's a misconception that you can just go on. And then maybe some people do, and maybe they're brilliant at it. But I'm too much of a perfectionist for that. Um, I, was, I was literally like, it was like I was practicing my lines almost, like for doing a play or something. Now, when you're on the TV, everything is live. There's no pre-recording. It's literally one go and that's it. So, and then Maura like you don't meet Maura until the day and she's kind of only really looking at what it is that you're talking about kind of maybe the hour or two beforehand so you don't even know what questions she's going to ask you so you can only practice so much um but I was absolutely delighted and like Maura was really happy with me apparently which is not that it's unheard of but apparently it's kind of uh if she likes you then it's a really good thing do you know that's okay okay I was really really honoured um, and she said to me on one of the weeks she's like I hope you'll be back and I was like oh my gosh like, this is amazing so um, who knows like you never I think the show starts back in September again and like I'll obviously be busy and whatever but like if I can make the time for it I will it was just so exciting and it was just such a lovely experience um that's brilliant Charlene um you you were married and you have two gorgeous smallies at home Anna and Charlie you have another kind of baby as well in Ella and Joe. Do you want to kind of tell the listeners about that and how you balance motherhood with your business? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Ella and Joe is um, my um, company that I co-own with Neve Ryan. And um, Neve Ryan owns a skin salon and a beauty salon in Ballinac County Mayo. And we set up the company in 2017. Um, together and we have three products in the range so far so it's primarily skincare focused and it is focused around making women feel better simplifying skincare and answering common complaints and problems that women have um, when it comes to their skin and their makeup so the key kind of elements of the main three products and um, first one is the squeaky clean brush cleanser it focuses on antibacterializing your makeup brushes because there's a massive connection there between um, blemish and congestion from skin and not cleaning your makeup brushes um, and then also just from a hygiene perspective just it is essential that people clean their brushes but definitely that's why it's called the squeaky clean brush cleanser and not cleaner because we actually wanted to bring that element of skincare kind of into the product so we like to call it a skincare accessory rather than like you know a makeup brush and cleaner um, and then the other two products which is the three-in-one hyaluronic skin mist and the hydration hyaluronic serum and they both focus on dehydration in the skin which is a massive massive complaint in Ireland and a massive complaint with women in just women in general um, yeah so it's all about just solving problems and just simplifying it. So it's all top of the range quality ingredients. We have no active ingredients in there. So then the product is actually, the products are, they are suitable for everybody. Like there's no limits kind of to the products themselves. Um, 
And then, yeah, like it's just, we, we literally create everything from start to finish, everything from what ingredients goes in, what we basically want the end result to be from the skincare, um, right down to the packaging, right down to the branding. The only thing we actually don't do is fill the products ourselves, but all our products are manufactured in Ireland. And um, so that's something we really pride ourselves on is that they are 100% Irish. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a labor of love. Um, we both have our own careers um, aside from Ella and Joe, but definitely we have seen Ella and Joe go from strength to strength. And this is where we want to be. But anybody that's in the manufacturing industry or the, you know, like the creating your own products, like mm-hmm. in, the, in the starting phases, you're basically reinvesting in the company all the time. And so, you know, it's, it's just basically money that you make kind of from you're basically creating new products. So everything is just in one big circle and it's just going round and around and around. So, um, it's been an absolutely amazing journey and it's so funny how you even you know say about the babies um, <laughs> myself and Neve have actually since 2017 we've actually had four children between the two of us in those three years um, which sounds absolutely beautiful yeah so um, I had Anna in 2017 then I had Charlie in 2019 and um, Neve had her third baby in 2018 and she's just had her fourth baby this year in 2020 so yeah, we've um, we've been busy, <laughs> <laughs> but you can manage it, and it's just good to show that you can have your business and you can do your motherhood and you can balance them all the same. Yeah, yeah. Like I suppose, like we don't do it all, Maria, and I think that's just no. something to kind of give back to every woman that might be even listening or watching. Like we don't do it all. Um, like we definitely use our support systems. We have childminders, you know, and um, like I use the local laundress for my washing. Um, I have comes in she's not in recently but I have a cleaner that comes in once a week and does all those jobs that I don't particularly want to do and really I don't really have the time to do so I actually I prioritize and I use my time really wisely and I I learned all that from you from actually I have a life coach um who is Tara Rafter the navigation coach and she was the one that helped me to prioritize just my life so that I can actually enjoy my life, spend my time with my kids. I didn't like what was happening was like my one day off that I'd have maybe randomly, I spent it like scrubbing the house like from top to bottom. And I was like, there has to be more to life than this, Do you know, that yeah. kind of way. Um, so she helped me to prioritize my time. And so like, I don't do it all myself. Um, I, I just do whatever I can. I have an amazing husband who is just an incredible support as well. My own family, I would be lost without. I actually say that my mom and dad were my spinal cord um, when I first <laughs> met Anna because they helped me so much. Like they, they just helped me so much. Like my family are the absolute world to me. And they, they're the ones that I actually would say are the reason why I suppose I have been able to continue with my business um because if it wasn't for them um I definitely wouldn't have been able to have gone back to work just because of the nature of my work um because I'm gone early mornings for bridal I could be gone at yeah. five o'clock in the morning and like what childminder is going to come into your house five o'clock in the morning so like my mom at that time um she was the one that took Anna for me initially in the early days and like if it wasn't for her I wouldn't have been able to have went back to work and that's the honest truth so I like don't get me wrong I put a lot of hard work into everything that I do um but I've just learned just to get rid of that 
horrid stigma that we put on ourselves mm-hmm. as women feeling like we have to be superwoman all the time like it's just so exhausting yeah and I think once you let that side go oh my god it's amazing just the weight that's completely lifted off your shoulders so we work really really hard but we prioritize like we really do and myself and Neve, we're we're in we're self-employed for for years so we understand the loneliness of it and we're at, we're at the same stage as baby wise and kind of things like that so we really understand each other and we really help each other and support each other so we're really lucky just to have a really good support network of people that, that, that want us to do well you know do you know what Charlene you're so honest there and I really think the listeners will appreciate someone actually being honest you know and oh, tell, yeah. telling it as it is yeah absolutely it's yeah, I think everybody just needs to look at their own situations. And like, realistically, if you're actually to week to week to week, exhausted and kind of chasing your tail and wondering kind of what is this all about? Now, don't get me wrong. I have those weeks too, you know, um, but you really just have to kind of break it all down and kind of go, right, okay, only you can change it. Like, no, you can't go around blaming and hating the world for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reality is when you become a mum, like you are just the center of the universe for your family. You're the you're the main person that keeps everything going. Like, and that's no disrespect to the men, but I'm sorry, us <laughs> women are fabulous. Like yes. we are just, we are the ones that have, you know, we're thinking about what lunches to be making for tomorrow. We're the ones that have the clothes ready, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, the men help us, but we're the ones, our brains are 24-7, like they are ticking over. The men just yeah. do what they're told. Yeah, we're running <laughs> the show. Think, exactly. So I just think as women, we all just need to be a little bit more gentle with ourselves. And it's taken me a long time to even kind of realize that too, Maria. And that's, I constantly work on that every single day. Um, so it's not a case that just all of a sudden one day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I have my life together and this is amazing. No, no, no. It's you really wake up every day and you have to work on it every day. Um, yeah. but it's just allowing yourself as a mum and as a wife and as a as an employee or as a self-employed person or a businesswoman, just to just go easy on yourself. That's all I ever say. We're all doing our best and you know, just just yeah. be honest with both yourself and the people around you because I think when you almost live a lie or you try to make it seem like you're something that you're not, I think that's when we start to go into like the downward spiral. So it's just, yeah, just accept the help, take the help and just enjoy your life. You know, yeah. life is too short. Yeah, and just be true to yourself really at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. Charlene, you meet a lot of brides and sadly not so many this year and you've been one yourself. Any tips for brides enjoying their day and not to get too carried oh. away? Um, any tips? So I know it sounds really kind of teachery, but structure. Um, have everything organized. Like you'll probably be running a rat race in the lead up to the wedding, and that's okay. Like the week of the lead up to the the actual wedding day itself is busy. You have appointments to be going to. Um, you're dealing with lots of different energies and lots of different people, so it is going to be a little bit manic. So the best advice I can give people, and this is something that I even I help my brides with, is having a structure to the day. So doing out some sort of like a general timetable. Um, so that everybody knows where they stand. Um, so if you have some sort of uh, like a, a timesheet kind of done out, so whether it's, you know, makeup artist arriving at this time or breakfast arriving at this time, just so that everybody knows where they are, because everybody's level of energy and everybody's way of processing information and doing things is very different. Some people are very organized and very kind of, you know, 
like in terms of bridesmaids, you could have three bridesmaids and there could be three completely different personalities, you know? Mm. So if everybody has that little bit of structure, then, you know, if somebody turns around and says, what time is the breakfast coming at? And everyone goes, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? And then they're running kind of around yeah. the place going, oh, geez, what time is that supposed to come at? If there's a sheet up on the fridge and I've seen it in action myself, it really does just help calm the energy on the morning. Um, so I would often tell brides, get everything done, pack your bag, um, get all your bridesmaids boxes done in the week leading up to it. Try if you can to have everything done. Say to yourself, I'm going to have everything done by four o'clock on, let's say Thursday or Friday evening, the evening before the wedding. Yeah. And then from four o'clock onwards, it's just a case of sitting back and enjoying the time that you have. Um, and like every house is different. Um, every, you know, every bride is different. Like my house, the night before my wedding, there was family and friends over and they were all having a few drinks. And I loved that. But some people aren't like that. So I think do what suits you. If you need that quiet time and you just want that time with your mom and your bridesmaids or whoever it might be, you know, don't be afraid to say that to people, you know, don't be afraid to kind of say, look, mom, you know, I don't want any neighbors coming in or kind of whatever that might be. So, or if you do want all the neighbors coming in, just, I think it's just <laughs> communication. So it really is just, that's the word I was looking for, communication. It's having your little timesheet out so that everybody knows where they stand um and like I always say nowadays especially in the bridal industry like anybody that's in the bridal industry now is absolutely amazing at their jobs and at their roles like you've hired these people two years previous you've hired them for a reason once the wedding day comes just let them do their thing don't be looking at the clock don't be watching things if you know when your heart and soul that you've employed people or you've hired people for that day because you've heard great things just let them do their thing and like if you've had consultations in the weeks before like you sort it out then because when the day of the wedding comes it's just literally a case of just every single moment do you know that kind of yeah. way or just you know, um, just relaxing. Um, I was as cool as a breeze on the day of my wedding. Like nothing <laughs> could knock me, nothing. And um, and I suppose I'm coming from the side that it really was kind of a little bit pandemonium the night before my wedding. A couple of different things had happened, and but I'm just so easy going anyway that I took it in my stride. And I was like, ah, yeah, you know, it was busy, but I just I got on with things and. It really was about the magic in the air. And you cannot describe that magic to people until they've actually gone through it. And brides often come back to me time and time again. And they have said the things that I have said to them about that. There's just a lovely energy that day. And, and it's the love. That's ex And it's, it's between you and your new husband. But it's also between all the people that are there. There is just this gorgeous, gorgeous energy on the day where everyone is just so happy for you like people often get so nervous about walking down the aisle and I always say if you actually in maybe 10-12 weeks time when your video comes back and you actually look at all the faces of everybody looking at you walking down that aisle they're like Cheshire cats uh. they are beaming for you you know and I always just say just they're so happy for you no one is judging you no one is saying oh Jill's Christ where she get that dress you know that kind of way yeah. The instant, you know yourself when you see a bride, when that door opens, it's magical. Like it really yes. is. And, you know, I just always say, take your time, enjoy it. Walk slowly up the aisle. When you meet your husband at the top of the aisle, don't go nearly knocking him out with a kiss. You know, that kind of way. Take <laughs> properly kiss him on the lips you know that kind of way like and really just hold his hand and just enjoy it and really just take things slowly that's all I say don't be rushing and racing and um so just be mad in the in the week leading up to it and um, also 
remove your expectations, I think, as well, of people or don't, people aren't mystic, Meg. Um, if you want people to do something you're, or you expect things off people, you need to ask. You can't just expect that people are going to know that yeah. or that person should have gone and done that. And I wish they had have done that. No, no, no. You have to remove all of that because I think that's where negative energy starts coming in and people start to get frustrated and annoyed. So delegate and ask for things and just don't expect things off people. And um, if you want something done, um, then then ask for it, you know. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. Yeah, so they would probably be my tips and just enjoy it, really. It's the happiest, one of the happiest days of your lives, you know. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll experience it here in this house sometime soon. <laughs> I know, I know. So exciting though. I know, so exciting. Um, and there's a few brides uh, to be who've post- also postponed. So I'm sure it'll be worth the wait for us all. <laughs> it will. Oh, 100%. I actually think you will appreciate it even more. Um, yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Now, Charlene, um, I just want to touch on this, given your online presence. Um, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but there seems to have been a lot of trolling in recent times. Uh, certain bloggers have been targeted dreadfully. Have yeah. you ever received negativity online? And if so, how do you deal with it? Oh, um, yeah. OK, so I suppose I could probably count on one hand um, like the amount of negative comments that have really um, hurt me time on social media so I'm quite lucky actually that way um I know I have actually seen some really horrid things and disgusting I think is actually the only word for it to be quite honest Mm. with you um I suppose my take on it is that I suppose there's just this horrible um kind of ideology behind social media a bit like the celebrity world like it was pre-social media where it's like when you put yourself in the limelight you you know you're almost opening yourself up for you know scrutiny and kind of opinions basically are people feeling like they're allowed to give their opinion and like that's okay like people are entitled to their opinion that's free speech and whatever else Mm -hmm. but the only thing really that I have to say on it is I'm actually going to talk directly to the people that are either involved in any of these social media forums and that are on Facebook there's ones that go around I can't even think of the names of them but there's something about snap and all these different things gals that snap or something and then there's there's this website that's online at the moment that has literally been set up to troll or to pull out bloggers. And the only thing I really want, like a private messaging point of view, like if you're that person that is actually, that you have followed these pages, and even if you're not actually commenting or saying anything, the fact that you're even there, that's like standing in the schoolyard and watching the bully bully a child or bully your friend and you standing there and doing absolutely nothing about it so you have to be held accountable as well for your actions you need to leave those groups go that everybody was doing the hashtag be kind for caroline flack and now these same people are you know in these groups they might just say oh i'm only in looking but you're you're an absolute accessory to it and i just think you need to remove yourself from it um i think if anybody i always use this quote i love it maria that it's like they're you know the gateway to like the gateway to your mouth so every time that you speak so if you're in a conversation with let's say a group of people or even one-on-one or whatever it might be I always say is it kind is it necessary and is it true and ask just just pause just for like two seconds and kind of before something actually comes out of your mouth just ask yourself those questions there is so much kind of um 
assumptions. So it's like, well, I heard this and I heard that. Just don't yeah. do it. Like, I honestly don't know what joy people get out of, you know, talking so horribly about another person. Like, gosh, I I suppose a couple of years ago, I changed my mindset a lot. Um, it was actually after the death of a friend of mine who actually committed suicide. She um, she took her own life and it wasn't due to, we actually never really knew the reason. Um, she never yeah. told anybody kind of what her reason was behind it, but it was absolutely devastating, you know, yeah. Maria. And like, and still even, you know, all these years on, like it still affects me. And I think back then, I suppose when you're young, like you do get into these bitching kind of scenarios and kind of, you know, it's, it's horrible, really. And I suppose that's just life. You know, it doesn't matter what age. I'm 31 now at this stage. And I've even seen my fair share, like now, even at this stage of my life. But, you know, you just really just have to sit down and, you know, reverse the role and kind of say, if those things were said about me or whatever, you know, like, how would you feel? So before, I think just with keyboards and typing and things like that that are going on, it's way too, we're not being held accountable yeah. for the things that we're saying. Um, and I think it's definitely social media, I think, that need to take a look at maybe I believe that a bit like people should have to upload some form of an ID yeah. when they're on social media. Um, I feel like even a passport or something. I think I heard Michelle Regazzoli, who's Mrs. Makeup on social media once actually saying that. And I had thought it myself. I think there has to be some way of people being accountable for, you know, like the 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 profiles that they're yeah. setting up but all I literally will just say is like that just I'm really really lucky I've had a couple of people how how do I deal with it um I suppose I, I think from losing my best friend all those years ago like I actually realized I have this circle of people and within that circle of people they are the only ones that I care about and as long as they're healthy and they're happy and I'm giving them the best version of me, I actually don't care what other people think. I'm like, I know in my heart and soul that anything that I'm doing online or anything that I say is in my eyes, it is for the greater good. I never put anything online to create any malice, any hate. I, I never do anything that I'd have a little conscience sitting on my shoulder going, oh God, I don't know how this is going to be received. I, I overthink everything before I put anything online to make sure that I would never yeah. offend anybody or I make sure that I'm 100% informed in everything that I put up online. I don't just throw things up for the sake of it. So, you know, I, I, I feel that anything that I do, so anytime that I ever do get anything back or anything that I have gotten in the past, I always just say there's an issue with that person. It's not with me. And actually Tara Rafter, who's my life coach, actually said to me, Shireen, with people like that, they need kindness more than ever. So don't stoop to their level and don't kind of feel, you know, they, oh, I'm going to get them back or I'm going to create revenge or whatever that might be. Or don't make yourself become bitter because of other people's bitterness because, you know, life is too short for that. So she actually just says, wish them well and just move on. And I really do that. I honestly sit. And if somebody has said something to me that I feel, I'm like, that person is obviously coming from a background of pain. They're hurting somewhere. Nobody hurts another person without hurting in themselves. And that's kind of the be all and end all of it. There's something inside other people that troll and create nastiness. There's a bitterness or a hurt or something that needs healed inside themselves. So I literally just sit and just say, you know, this person is really hurting. I wish you well and, you know, I leave you on your yeah. way, you know, and that just kind of helps me just to release it. And I actually say it out loud, Maria, because I think you can't say it in your head. You actually have to say it out loud. So let's say it was you. I'm just like, Maria, there is obviously something that is really hurting mm -hmm. you at the moment. And 
I wish you nothing but wellness um, and I, I leave you on your way. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. And you actually, when you say it out loud, it's amazing just how it leaves. And don't get me wrong, Marie, it has taken me a long time to get to that stage. And I still, I get hurt. Mm. You can never, feelings are feelings at the end of the day. I still get those tummy wrenching, you know what I mean? You're kind of feeling sick almost. You start, but you just have to bring it back to the basics and say, this isn't about me. Yeah. This is about them. Um, you know, it's all about them. It really, really has nothing to do with you. And if it's if it's even social media or whatever, but I think you just have to take this into accountability for even your own life and the people that you surround yourself with. And just to realize your energy when you're around certain people. So when you're, let's say, meeting that friend that maybe is always bitching about somebody or maybe it's just never happened for you or whatever, realize those feelings kind of inside you. And look, at if you if you do still have to be friends with that person, that's fine. But maybe don't engage the next time in the bitching conversation. If you're not comfortable with it, just say, you know what, or change the subject or say, I'm actually not comfortable talking about this. You know, I think we all just need to stand up and be accountable for ourselves. We can never change what other people do, but we can change how we react to things, yeah. if you get me. Um, so it's, it's, all, it's all well and good blaming other people, but we can only be accountable for, for what we say and what we do. So um, that's kind of my two pence on it. I hope that made sense. I feel like I rambled there. No, but, it does, it does. It, um, I think like, if you're happy and content in yourself, the last thing you want to do yeah. is go on and write down that why would you, you're obviously hurting yes. in some sort of way. And I think, you know, as yes. you say, it's kind of over time and practice kind of with your response, you'll get there and you'll be more, yeah. things won't bother you as much. Oh, and I love that word content. Actually, it's one of my favorite words that I actually use to describe myself. Maria, I am so content with my life, you know, that that's why I feel like, you know, like nothing else really matters. I have a beautiful family. I have amazing friends. I have a really good career at the moment, you know, and like it has its ups and downs. Um, like I won't lie, the last two or three days, I've had this weird wave of like an anxious kind of a feeling. Now there was a full yes. moon um, last night. And I, would, I would be very moony. Um, I'm very in tune with the moon. And I'm also, I actually, without being TMI, but I started my period yeah. today as well. So like, you know, I think women just have to realize those things as well. You know, that we are just one big ball of hormones and energy. And just to relate to those things, the last three days, I was like, why am I feeling so on edge? Why am I, you know, I was just kind of, I could burst out crying yeah. nearly like at any minute. I don't know why. And then it was just really funny then when Auntie Flo arrived <laughs> in this morning, I was like, there she is. That's what it's all about, you, you know? So just to, be in, you know, just to be in tune with those things. I would even find the week that I'm, you know, ovulating or whatever, I'm a bag of cats. Like, you can't even look at me. Do you know that sort yeah. of way? And I think we kind of like that. We're, we're really hard on ourselves. We're like, oh, I'm just so emotional or we're really angry or we're really bitter. But if you actually just stay in tune with yourself, you know, and realize, no, we're not. Well, we might be a little bit yeah. crazy, but um, we're not. We're not fully crazy, if you get me. So, yeah, it's um, we yeah, weird and wonderful, of... Charlene. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to talk to you a little bit about you recently designed your online. Am I right in saying? Correct me if I'm wrong. An online workshop. And I did. That yes, that's everyone, right. Or do you need a certain skill level? Or where can you sign up to it? Or what's no. happening with that? So. Yeah, so I suppose at the very start of the lockdown, um, a little backstory, and I suppose I've told you already that education mm -hmm. has always been my forefront. And last year, just a few weeks after I'd had Charlie, I was accepted for the Ireland's Best Young Entrepreneur Programme. And I went and I did it. And I actually came runner up in the best established business in Sligo. Um, so 
I won it for my idea that I was setting up an online makeup academy in Ireland. And at the time when I had done it, there was, from an Irish perspective, there actually, from what I could see and from what I could research, there wasn't anybody else that was doing an online academy um, of, of sorts. So I drafted the business plan. I came runner up and I actually won money towards funding the website and funding the marketing for it. So I had just had Charlie Don Maria and I was running Ella and Joe and trying to get back into the bridal industry. Um, it was manic. So it literally just got put on the bottom of the list. So I just didn't have time. And then lockdown came and I actually saw, um, it was actually Louise McDonald, who is a makeup artist in Northern Ireland. She's known as LMD Makeup. And it was my sister who actually saw on her page that she was doing online courses or online workshops and my sister actually messaged me and said Charlene why aren't you doing this you know and I was like that's actually a really really good idea um so I didn't come up with the whole Instagram workshop thing myself I would never own yeah. that um it was my sister who saw it on LMD makeup's page and she was like Charlene like you know you would be absolutely amazing at this and whatever so I was like, okay fine um so then I set it up so basically how it works is it's called back to basics and that's named after the master classes that I do when I travel around the country and it really my approach on the workshops they're not tutorial based mm -hmm. Maria and um, my issue with tutorial based workshops is that I feel like women really need to understand their own features and their own faces yeah there's a lot of comparative kind of games going on with YouTube and things like that where I hear it time and time again from women where they feel not confident in applying makeup, they don't know what to buy or they bought things and they didn't know why they bought them, maybe because they seen them on somebody else, it didn't suit them. Um, they're forever, like when women sit in my chair, they're like, oh, you'll have a job now to cover this up or I look at the back of my eyes. Women are forever just pulling out their flaws. So what I want people to do is I need them to look in the mirror and I need them to educate themselves on their preferences and what their skin needs when it comes to makeup. So, that's what my course is about. It's about bringing it back to the technique. It's not about product pushing. It's not about me. It's not about how the makeup looks on me. It's not about tutorial based. Like I teach everything from different ways to wear eyeliner depending on your eye shape. Um, because not everybody can wear liquid eyeliner depending on their eye shape. And people don't understand these things. Um, also, how to apply blusher and bronzer depending on your face shape or what color of blusher and bronzer to go for depending on your skin tone, your skin color, how to choose the correct foundation. Um, like looking at, like it doesn't matter what palette you have in the drawer, I show people like how to basically create a simple little smoky eye, no matter what eyeshadows or what palettes you have. So it's really all about the technique. Um, and I give what's called like a 360 degree learning approach. So I know for a fact anyway, from as far as I can see, nobody else is actually offering handbooks or manuals or workbooks or anything like that along with their courses. But I've done my teacher training and I know how people learn. Yeah. And video is only like a certain percentage of how people learn. Like I'm a learner of, I watch the video, but I want a booklet. I'm like, I want something to refer back to that I can kind of have my little pink highlighter and kind of highlight and go, that's me, that's me, that's me. Do you know, and that's relatable to me. So the manual and the workbook, oh my God, it took me ages to actually, so every week everybody gets a different workbook and a different manual kind of for every week that they can learn about themselves. It's all about them. And that's kind of what my goal was. So that the next time that they go to watch a tutorial, they can kind of say, right, 
I love that look, but I know that Charlene is wearing a winged eyeliner there. I'm not going to beat myself up now because I can't wear a winged eyeliner. I'm actually going to apply a pair of half little winged eyelashes instead because I know that suits my eye shape. Okay. Do you know that sort so it's of very way? person um, specific, each you know, e- yeah. tailored each, you know, to each person, to their own individual. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's the closest thing to a one-to-one yeah. lesson without it being to one um and it's kind of in the workbook I break it down into all the different skin types I break it down into the eye shapes I break it down into the face shapes I break down into everything so that when people look at that and say right well I actually have a hooded shaped eye I have a round shaped face so then when I talk about the techniques in the video um they actually can relate then and they can say right okay I actually have to do it this way in order for it to work for me you know that kind of way so um, it's the best thing to a one-to-one makeup lesson without it being one-to-one. And then you have that private connection between myself and the person that has signed up and um, where they can private message me anything that maybe that they're unsure of and um, that I haven't maybe covered in the workshop. Maybe that's something a little bit more personal or whatever. And that's private between myself and them. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, that's where it is. And I'm on my fourth one now. Oh, wow. Um, so I've done four of them. And they have gone absolutely brilliant. I'm so, so thrilled. And I'm really proud of the women that have taken that time to really learn um, that they actually care about themselves enough that they want to make themselves feel better and make themselves a little bit more confident when it comes to applying makeup instead of sitting there constantly every day looking into that mirror and just either dreading putting on makeup or you know, avoiding it because they feel like that's the only option. Um, and they're like, it's amazing just to see the difference in some of them. Like I'd be sitting and the tears honestly would be sitting in my eyes, like from the messages that they send me, the photographs that they send me. And like, it's all very private between myself and them. Like I would never share anything on social just to boast about myself. Look how amazing I am, even though I'd love to, you know, that kind of way. You know, oh my God, this person did this because yeah. of me, you know, but respect people's privacy too much for that because it's such a personal journey um and it really is just such a confidence thing so I would never breach that confidence so it's all as I said it's the best thing to a one-to-one makeup lesson without it being one-to-one I think it's uh Charlene you're empowering a lot of ladies there and I think it's probably ladies of all ages it's not just young yeah well absolutely it doesn't matter what age you are I have 13 year olds and I actually had a 74 year old woman on my last course and she she would put everyone to shame. She even would put me to shame. Do you know? So no, absolutely. Because it's about the technique, Maria. Yeah. It's not. It's not about um, looks. It's not about certain types of looks or anything like that. I did a follow-on course which followed on, um, and I did three tutorials on makeup looks that I most frequently get asked for. Um, and I did that and people could decide whether they wanted to do that or not. But absolutely, you don't even you don't have to have anything. People always say. I don't have a great makeup bag or I don't think I have the brushes. That doesn't matter. You literally learn at your own time. Like that's the beauty of it. I upload the courses on a set day, but you don't actually have to be available at that time. I say between seven and half eight in the evening because I know that I have that tutorial uploaded and some women like that, they could be mums and throughout the lockdown, they were saying to their husbands, you're minding the kids now on Friday evening between seven and nine or whatever, because I'm going doing this course. And like, they loved it, you know, whereas some women don't have that option. So the course is, the workshop weeks are there for people whenever they're ready. They're not done live. They're all pre-recorded. And then I save everything into little sections. So 
instead of having to watch like an hour and a half tutorial from start yeah. to finish, you can actually they're split into sections between 10 and 30 minutes. So if you only really want to go on one day and learn how to do the blusher part, you go into the blusher section and you just literally learn how to do that. Um, so you can take like if you only get that half an hour maybe to yourself to drink your tea when the kids are napping or maybe on your lunch break or whatever it might be. You can just learn in your own time and there's no um, there's no end date to the course. I don't actually remove the page whenever the three weeks are up. And um, so even if people don't get that time in the three weeks or they miss a week or whatever, it might, or they feel like they miss a week. The course is there for whatever time Instagram decides to take the page down, maybe because there's no activity on it or whatever. So once they've signed but, up, they um, have access to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's like because that's what I would want as a person, yeah. Maria. You know, I'm a busy mom. I run my own businesses, and anytime I ever hear of anybody saying, "Surely you need to be here at seven between seven and eight, I instantly go, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Like yeah. you know that kind of way. You're kind of going, "Where am I going to find the time or whatever?" I hate being tied into things. You know that sort of way. Um, so I just designed the course around what would I want from a course because. The person that follows me on social media is literally like me yeah. um, and they enjoy me because they're because I'm relatable to them. So I'm like, what would I want from a course? And that's exactly what I delivered. And it's only 30 euro, Maria, for the three weeks. I know it's so yeah. cheap, like it is way cheaper than what it should mm -hmm. be. But during lockdown, I felt this is just the best opportunity to try and help build women's confidence, to try and they have the time now. Um, so it was just a case of just keeping the prices really low. I wanted it to be accessible to everybody. And people were short of money. They were either let go or they were on a reduced hourly rate or whatever else. And it gave me the sanity through lockdown as well. Um, it really kept me going too. So I got equally as much out of it as what um, everybody else did. It kind of gave me my sparkle back. Um, at a time at the very start of lockdown when I was feeling really low and really unsure about myself, you know? So um, I didn't really know my place in the world because my creative side had been taken off me. Um, so the, the workshops really gave me life back again. So it, it's, it's been an amazing experience and it's not going to end anytime soon. Um, I'm developing the website currently at the moment. Um, so like the website will be coming in the next few months. I'm in no rush to develop it because I really want it to be perfect and um, so it'll it'll be super professional and um, I'm really excited to eventually launch it um, but yeah it's been so amazing. It's worked both ways they're giving you joy and you're giving them joy so it's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sherry yeah, yeah. look I love to talk to you I could actually talk to you all day and um, you've been an absolute tonic. Do you, do you want you. to tell people where's the best place to catch up with you online? yeah probably my instagram page is the where i'm most active i'm on all social media platforms as charlene flanagan makeup and you can find me there and then if you wanted to look up anything got to do with ella and joe you can find it through my charlene flanagan makeup page but ella and joe cosmetics is where we are on social media or ella and joe.ie and if you're interested in looking up any of our ella and joe products if they rang a bell with you but yeah charlene flanagan makeup if you just do a google search you will find me anywhere and everywhere charlene you've been a dream thanks so much for coming on my life thank stories you. thank you thank you thanks maria bye bye well how good was charlene folks charlene you're an absolute star and thank you so much for coming on if you enjoyed the stories, please rate and review and you can follow my life and stories on instagram 
See you next week.